All right, and on the roll, three, two, one. Hi, this is Roy with FDMC Digital Media, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about journalist, journalism, and that social media platform, Twitter. The love-hate relationship that journalists have with Twitter is turning mostly into hate with an ample serving of self-loathing, if you've been paying any attention lately. Even with the most prominent posters, they are now blaming Twitter, or more precisely, their addiction to the site for many of the ills that has plagued the journalism profession. But there is an interesting twist here that has gotten less attention, and that is, is Twitter really corrupting uh, journalism, or is it just exposing its utter unfairness? Let's try a thought experiment. If every media type in America quit Twitter tomorrow, would journalism really be that much better off? Given Twitter's strengths, as a forum for incident coverage and debate, self-promotion and link sharing that really opens up the national dialogue to many millions, the sudden disdain of its media users is really (laughs) quite remarkable. So, what is behind these stop me before I tweet again crisis? Fueled most recently by the media malfeasance in the case of the Covington Catholic kids. Do you guys all remember that story from the left, from the right, from the middle? There was so much misinformation going out there on that uh, particular story. It was crazy. Um, Recently, uh, David Bondrell, if you don't know who he is, he's a Washington Post columnist, and he's also a former time writer. He recently stated that Twitter is a crystal meth of newsrooms. That's quite a statement. It's a drug that insinuates itself into our vulnerable middle base, only to leave us toothless and disgraced. Wow. Continuing on with this drug metaphor, you know, Vondrell also says that with journalists under fierce pressure to produce hot takes that drive traffic, Twitter offers the amphetamine hit that (laughs) makes such pressure really kind of survivable. No reporter really can go into the scene of a dozen events per day, observe what happens, interview those affected, sort the meeting from the uh, dross, and also at that same time file a story. But... Twitter does offer an endless stream of Fox events. I said Fox, F-A-U-X, not like Fox News, okay? Fleeting sensations, monetary outrages, and also insights and provocative distortions. That's quite a statement from this guy, and he is a seasoned journalist. Uh, Think about that statement for just a moment. He also says that, for instance, too many of us who have covered Twitter's reaction to Trump instead of covering the ideas and the impulses of the votes and the voters he was reaching. So, you know, that's true. Let me repeat that. He also says that, for instance, that too many of us have covered Twitter's reaction to Trump instead of covering the ideas and the impulses of the voters and the votes that he was trying to reach. That's kind of true. So, if you remember, uh, there's also a reporter for the New York Times. He was a tech columnist. He recently tweeted from his own wedding, his own wedding, and kids burst. He now decrees that Twitter is ruining America journalism. He says Twitter turns journalists, himself included, into a knee-jerk outrage bot's reflexibility set off by this or that and hashtag causes. Well, that's true, too. Twitter is an accidental transparency for journalism. Let me repeat that. Twitter is an accidental transparency uh, transparency for journalism. 
People who say work at the Times or work at the Post, CNN, and say other outlets are retweeting and replying to and giving high fives to the left-wing activism. They'll give high fives to uh, people whose jobs in the media are to tear down the opposition in the media. And then they say, but I'm just an objective, neutral party here. I just want to bring you the facts. It is obvious these journalists are not. In today's news world, it really is not news in my opinion. It's a personal opinion overload of my way or the highway. And I can say that. I mean, I'm 65 years old and I've been involved in the media for a long, long time. I can just see right now Walter Cronkite, Chet Huntley, and David Brinkley, the early guys and the pioneers of newscasting, rolling over in their graves if they could just see what so-called news has become today. It's not news anymore, folks. It's a show. It is just a big show. And that's just my personal opinion, but that's what it is. My thought is if journalists could just say no, Twitter would really exit. This is because without a journalist to feed its content, without journalists to promote its existence, where would Twitter go? But, you know, obviously something else would just come along and take its place. It's just the latest in a line of culprits that has ranged from blogging to podcasts to reporters going on cable news to rant and rave. And they do. Those reporters just go on there and just say their own personal opinion. They don't have a neutral stance and just deliver the news. The Twitter bubble does draw too many of us into its toxic stew. That's true. But it also shines an unflattering light on our pre-existing conditions, our herd mentality, our superficial looks, and our uninformed opinion slinging and not so subtle bias. And it does. Because we all can hide behind a computer and take on a different persona, a different personality, and just sling it out there. Can't we? Yes, we can. And you can tell by looking at it. Every day, every hour, every minute. That's my podcast for today. I'm Roy with FDMC Digital Media. My opinions are strictly my own. And I hope you enjoyed it. You have a great day.